Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Urell, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, and thanks for joining me today. I've been wanting to do this show about narcissism for a long time, and um, I finally have gotten it together and decided it was really important that I bring it to the public. Why do I feel that I'm an expert or I even know anything about narcissistic behavior? Now, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a psychologist, but I grew up in a narcissistic household and my mother was narcissistic and it took me years to realize this and then when you are when you grow up in a narcissistic household you tend to bring in those type of people into your relationships later in life until you start to recognize the patterns and right now on the planet it's very interesting there are a lot of empaths uh, a lot of people who are empathetic and i think that's they're here to help raise the vibration on the planet right now, but there's a lot of narcissists. So empaths are attracted to narcissists and narcissists are attracted to empaths because the empaths boost their ego. All right. Makes sense. Right. So we're going to go over some of this stuff today just for people who may be in a situation where they grew up in a narcissistic um, household and maybe didn't realize it. I think my biggest thing here to be real straight with you this is what I see more than anything. I see it's a pattern. I see it's like hereditary. This is what I saw in my family. And then I've noticed it and recognized it in other people. You know, because my mom was a narcissist, then my sisters became, and myself, of course, too, became narcissistic. Um, it's hard to break that pattern, you see. It's hard to get out of the bubble and recognize what this narcissistic behavior is and what it's caused by and the different things that can cause you to have unhealthy relationships with other people. So it's a whole thing. And um, I first started out with the definition. I pulled up Webster to see what they said the definition of a narcissist is. And they say extremely self-centered, a person who's extremely self-centered with an exaggerated sense of self-importance marked by or characteristic of excessive admiration of or inflation with oneself, okay? So they're displaying or marked by excessive concerns with one's own physical appearance. So I'm gonna give you some of the different um, characteristics that I marked down today, just to kind of give you a feel. So if you kind of recognize any of these. So narcissists are, it's actually a personality disorder, just so you know. We're all narcissistic a little bit, you know, because we have to be, I guess you call that ego, but the narcissist, it becomes a problem when you start to not care about other people or not be empathetic of other people. And we're going to talk about that. That's when it really becomes an issue. So it's a personality disorder and they don't see a problem just so you know. So a narcissist would not recognize that it. it's 
it takes a lot. I mean, you got to do some work to, to recognize it. They won't acknowledge there's a problem. Okay. They like to manipulate and they do lie. So that's an impasse. I'm just going to throw this out there as we're talking about this can detect the liar. So you may get into a relationship by me, by being manipulated by a narcissist and then start to realize once you're in it, that they're lying. So they think they can do no wrong. They show an outward of social fun, but are very insecure. So they're going to be the life of the party, but they're going to be the most insecure person at the party. Okay. They need admiration. They're attention seekers. They're perfectionists. They have a lack of empathy for others. So it's all about them. They don't care about anybody else as long as they're good, right? They're controlling. They believe they are superior and they believe they're in entitled. And there's a lot of that going on too, because a lot of young kids have grown up with this entitlement um, thinking process and that's narcissistic. Okay. So what I want to say to you is as you're looking at yourself, as you're looking at families, you're looking at people, your relationships, and you're wondering, you know, are they narcissistic? I just want to say, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Okay. <laughs> so they have it. So again, what causes narcissistic disorder? You know, I don't know. Everybody has their own opinion on this. I do believe uh, one thing is they say it's adverse child ex childhood experiences. And I, I believe that because I know that when I was growing up or when I was a baby, there was a, a deal going on with all the doctors that you're not supposed to pick up your kids. You're supposed to let the babies cry. And I think a lot of kids in my era, my my age group didn't get that uh, cuddling and didn't get that love, maybe that they wanted to because the parents were told, oh, no, let them self-soothe, I think is what they called it. So I do believe that that is one of the reasons because they didn't attach to the parent. Um, the other thing is, so it could be like a child that was left alone, um, no love, caregiver, or it can be someone who is entitled, okay? They think they're more special because they were told that they were more special than everybody else. Not that they were just special, but they were more special than everybody else. Okay, so those are the two things that I've seen. Now, it's interesting. I pulled up Dr. Phil to see what he says. And he's interesting. He says that um, a narcissist cannot be cured. Other people say they can. I think you can be cured as long as you recognize it. Okay, and you really want to recognize it. Now, I did run across a book that I wanted to mention to you guys, if you did have a narcissistic parent, like I did, um, this is Adult Daughters of Narcissistic Mother is the, is the title of it. I thought it was kind of cool. By Stephanie Greensburg, she's a psychologist, and her book reduces, she says, anxiety, builds confidence, and overcomes self-criticism, which is a lot of the things that happen when you have a narcissistic parent, Okay. So she teaches you how to see the manipulation, how to spot manipulative behaviors. You know, what happens is, you know, you meet somebody who's a narcissist and they're just wonderful. 
you know, and they pump you up and they say all the right things and you get caught up in it. And it's really like an emotional hook. Okay. And then after, you know, you're in the relationship for a few years and you're married, it all changes because they want, or if you decide, I love this part, or if you decide that you're going to focus your attention back on yourself, because here's the deal. Okay. And I can say this from experience. As long as you're pumping up a narcissist, they are good to go. But the minute you start to work on yourself or do something for yourself, they will find someone else to pump them up. Okay, because they need that because they don't have it. And the reason they like impasse so much is because we have it. We have the light. We have the empathy, but they don't. So they need our light and our empathy to draw from. So I want people to understand that, too. I thought it was interesting, though, that Dr. Phil says that people don't change. All right. Now, it's not going to be too lengthy today, but I'm going to go through with some of this stuff. This is really important. There's a lot of narcissists out there, man, and you guys need to recognize it. This I pulled up was five reasons you're attracted to a narcissist. So this is from Claire Jack, she's a PhD, and uh, she says, find a therapist who understands nar- narcissism. Well, Sometimes we find ourselves attracted to the same type of people over and over again. And that, again, um, she says, of course, is no coincidence. It's because, you know, in the beginning, they're charming and they're wonderful and they're grandioso. But we can be fooled by someone who is manipulative and charismatic. Now, that is true. So, you know, it's almost like it's too good to be true. If it's if it feels like it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. I will tell you that. There's something in you that is driving this behavior, though. It could be that you're repeating patterns from the past or you're looking for a need, however, to self-destruct, which is sad. If you're always ending up at the same point, there's something in you which is taking you to that point over and over again. And I believe that. So until you recognize this, you're going to keep attracting because energy attracts energy, right? So if you grew up in a narcissistic household, then it's really easy to draw in a narcissistic partner until you start to recognize some of the signs uh, and you get out of it. So many people are attracted to narcissistic partners as adults because they did have abuse with children. So I guess it's that... um, when your parent is narcissistic, if you don't, if you didn't have one, they taught, they, narcissistic parents teach you that you need to act in a certain way in order to gain love and attention. Okay. And they also teach you that it's okay to be ridiculed and manipulated. You know, I can remember, gosh, my mom was so critical as a kid. It's hard for me to talk about, but I'll tell you this. Like she was so critical. I was like a little kid and put on sandals to go somewhere. And my sister, I have an older sister, and she was going to take me to the store or somewhere shopping. I don't know. But I was little. I mean, I was probably four years old. And my mom's like, no, she can't go without socks with sandals because her legs are too skinny. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And that's the kind of stuff that stays with you. Cause you're like, then I'm like, Oh, from the time I was a little kid, I thought my legs were too skinny. Isn't that crazy? But that's just an example I'm giving you of 
my mom was such a perfectionist and I love my mom and don't get me wrong. She's passed now and I've forgiven her, but she was a total narcissist and it took me years to figure it out. And then I've talked to so many people who've had similar experiences and I don't know truly if it was the generation, because I know my mom went through the depression. And again, I want to talk about this. It keeps going like through generation to generation. Now, I've looked at my situation and I think, okay, my grandma's mother died and they they were like eight kids or something. And they put them in an orphanage for a certain amount of time and they shaved their heads. I remember my mom telling me this. And I think that's what changed my grandma, which in turn had my mother became narcissistic, you see, and then it's just repeats. And then I have three sisters, you know, and so it's like, and, and the other thing about narcissistic parents, and I know this for sure, is they always pick one kid that they kind of attach themselves to. And if the other siblings aren't in on the deal, then they're the outcasts and they're talked about and treated badly. It's really interesting how manipulative narcissistic people are. Now, if you if you did grow up in a narcissistic household, there are chances that you do have low self-esteem or you did, and it has damaged your self-esteem. It's hard because narcissists, they continue to put you down because they want to keep you, you know, in their little bubble, you know, and, and you also have codependency um, tendencies, which can drive your sense of identity from taking care of other people. For me personally, with my angelic, you know, vibe, I, of course, want to take care of everybody. I even want to take care of my mom. You see, I wanted to fix her. So it's really interesting to see the narcissist versus the empath. So if you have the ability to adore a narcissist by completely ignoring their own needs, they'll see you as their ideal partner. Oh, my gosh. So a lot of times people are just naive and they don't see it that this person is manipulative. And I think I can agree with that because you just think this person's really great and you're drawn into this relationship and you don't even realize um, that you're drawn into this relationship. And it's really hard once you're in it to get out of it. So now I want to talk about people who are married because you could be married to a narcissist. I was married to a narcissist. It's not easy to get out. There are no red flags, you know, when you're dating that says this person is a narcissist, but you got to start paying attention. If they're overly grandioso, if they, they're they more into themselves than they, they are into you, you know, these are some of the signs you have to start paying attention, especially if you're dating or if you're, you know, out there, because you could clearly um, be in love with a narcissist and not realize it. So. Some of the things that are attracted you to a partner, such as confidence, assertiveness, and big personality may actually be the characteristics that fuel their narcissism, okay? So these are signs you're married to a narcissist. So not all of the signs are obvious either, okay? I want you to know that. Some of you have been wondering, you know, well, how did I get in this point? You know, how did I get to this, even feel this way? Now, what narcissists do is they like to isolate you. So after you're married to a, a narcissist, they really don't want you to have any friends. They want you to be like, you know, just theirs. Now, I pulled this up. It says, after marriage, narcissists often isolate their spouses from their friends through a slow and methodical process, says Christina 
DeRozio, she's a PhD, a psychologist who provides both individual and couples therapies in New York City. She says your significant other may go out of his or her way, for instance, to make an argument as to why they don't like your friend. And so they really want to keep you isolated. Now they can, I, I don't like this word, but this is what this lady says. She, she, everybody uses gaslighting, right? As a word, but they'll start to gaslight you. Like they'll say, well, it was just a joke or why are you being paranoid? Or why can't you let go of the past? Or no one will ever love you like I do. I'm sure a few of you have heard that. Another thing is when you're married, um, before you're married, they're like flattery. They will woo you, woo you, woo you. But after you're married, that all shifts and the compliments don't come anymore. Okay. Because they've got you. Okay. Kind of crazy, isn't it? So if you feel like you're, and then here's another thing. Oh my God, this is so crazy. And I have seen this. Narcissists will go out of their way to make their partner jealous. And this is no accident. Okay. And I've read a lot about this. It's not an innocent misstep, but at all, they're really trying to make you jealous because it helps make you feel a little more insecure just because they don't want your self-esteem to be too high because they don't want you to leave. Okay. So this whole jealousy thing is not uncommon. And a lot of times if you're married to a narcissist and you have a baby, they can be jealous of the baby. I've seen that and heard that quite a bit too. So also, it's crazy. If you're Narcissists often blame parenting skills on the other partner. They will never take responsibility for anything their kids do, which is really interesting. They'll blame everything on the other person. Narcissists, this is something that's happened to me, and I bet it's happened to a lot of you too. I'm just going through some of these different things. It's just amazing to me. You know, after you've been in a narcissistic relationship and you're out of it and you look at the stuff, it's so clear. But when you're in it, you're like, I didn't even see it, you know, but they confide in your family. And this is something that happened to me and I've seen it happen to other people. And it just kind of blows your mind that somebody would have this kind of, uh, I don't know, that they would do this audacity. I want to use that word. So narcissists by definition are self-involved folks who lack empathy. And we've established that they're just not empathetic people. So they don't care how you feel. They only care how they feel. All right. So it's no shock that you're likely to turn uh, to your support system to complain and, you know, go to your family. But what narcissists do is they will Talk to your family before you get the chance to, because if they can confide like that, there's a problem. If they can talk, you know, to your family and tell them there's a problem before you do, they feel it takes the heat off of them. Right. And I've had this happen. It's like, I've had like my ex-husband call my kids and I'm like, what? And my kids were like, oh, okay. You know, it's crazy. And you would never think that someone would go to that extreme or, that the family member would actually believe them, but they do because narcissists are very convincing. So I don't know. So when you're, again, the signature love bombs dwindle. I love this guy, how he writes this. He says, when dating, you are likely overcome with signs of adoration, like constant love notes. This is so true. Flowers, surprises, 
deliveries. But then once it's all been conquered, you know, the love bombs stop. (laughs) And that's true. Or they just bring it to show off for other people, you know. So at this point, there are 2,200 people, I found this out, found it actually pretty easy to ID a narcissist. A narcissist. You simply need to ask them the following question. You ready for this? To what extent do you agree with this statement? I am a narcissist and you need to define narcissist at the same time, noting that it means egotistical, self-focused, and vain. So researchers have relayed this to narcissists and they say, when you tell them that they're egotistical and you tell them they're self-focused and they're vain, they agree. They know. So how do you deal with it? Narcissists typically don't perceive their behavior as a problem. So you need to know that, first of all. So they don't think there's anything wrong at all. And they do whatever they can, though, to make sure they're good to go. They will argue. You can't really argue with them because they always want to be right. They do ignore. You can ignore their insults. That's one thing you can do if you don't want to fight with them. And you can start asking yourself questions like, why am I with this? crazy person. So now here's another thing. And I didn't know this. I learned everything the hard way, I guess. I didn't know, but narcissists cheat. So in 2020, there was a study done in close one, looked at the links between narcissism, infidelity and relationships, satisfaction and young adults. Now the researchers found that narcissists were, um, the majority of them were unfaithful. In other words, this personality disorder might be, these people might be more likely to cheat than anybody else. Okay. So it's really kind of crazy that if you stop, you know, pumping them up, they'll find someone else to pump them up. And when your partner cheats, it's natural to wonder what you did wrong. And I want you guys to know has nothing to do with you. Okay. Super important. Your partner's infidelity is not your fault. The average person who cheats will feel some guilt, but when a narcissist cheats, they're less likely to consider the effects on their partner. So, you know, and this is really hard to swallow. If you're not a narcissist, you're like, wow, they cheated on me and they didn't even care, but they don't have, in my mind, they don't have the capacity they don't have the empathy. They just don't have it. They were never, they didn't get it when they were a kid or they are so self-absorbed because they've been pumped up their whole life to think they don't have to be kind or nice or have empathy. There's a lot of different reasons. Again, I'm not a psychologist, but I can tell you what I've known and what I've seen. And what I see is they don't think they've done anything wrong and they don't feel any remorse whatsoever. And they won't admit it. Most of them, most um, narcissists who have cheated will not admit that they've done it. One, they don't want to admit that they've done anything wrong because in their mind, they don't think they have. So they're not going to. Okay. If that makes any sense. Now I pulled this up, feeling unloved. You may often feel unloved when married to a narcissist, which also isn't your fault. So according to a 2019 study published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships, people with 
narcissistic disorder, personality disorder, have traits that make it harder to love another person. So they don't have the capacity. So if you, it may start out that way, like it may start out all lovey-dovey, but they can't keep it up because they don't have the capacity to do it. So can you be angry at someone because they don't have the capacity? Or do you just need to learn to recognize the signs and not be attracted to that type of person again? Okay. So you're, if you have a narcissistic spouse, you may not be able to support your, let's see, your narcissistic spouse spouse may not be able to support you or show you genuine emotion. And that's exactly what I was talking about. Easy for me to say. Any love or affection they show is often given only for their own benefit. That says it right there. It's not about you. It's about them. Okay. So is it possible that your spouse may made you feel loved early in the relationship? And this is exactly what I was talking about. In the beginning of these relationships with a narcissist, you just feel like, oh my gosh, this person has put me on a pedestal and they just love me and this is great. And then after they've got you, uh -uh, it's all over. So because as time progresses, they start to ignore you. And what they do is they start to devalue you because they've got you. So they don't need to pump you up anymore and make you feel good. And so a lot of people, and this is some, gosh darn it, you guys, this is something that's really huge I want to talk about right now. There's a lot of people, and this is, man, way too many people that I've talked to about this. Narcissists can take advantage of people financially, okay? They put you in a position where you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And I want to read you some of the statistics. Narcissists are skilled at taking advantage of their spouses financially. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, 99% of domestic abuse victims experience financial abuse. Money is the most significant barrier to leaving an abusive relationship because it gets you in there and how are you going to get out? So if you're married to a narcissist, you might be working or paying for everything where your partner refuses to work, or you may have the flip side where your partner might keep all the money they earn for themselves. Then the narcissist use the money as a way of punishment if they don't get what they want. So if, if you're, I guess if you're, everything's going well, you're financially rewarded. But if it's not, you don't, you know, and this could just be simple things like, um, you know, maybe you need household items, but they won't supply them if they're the breadwinner. Or it could just be something you want and they say no. Can you imagine? So if you can try to be prepared, they're saying get some funds um, and put aside because what narcissists do is they control you by money. So if they make a lot of money, they shower you with a lot of money in the beginning. And then in the end, if you really need something, they don't get it for you. It's a control situation. Isn't that crazy? All I know is that there have been so many narcissistic people as of late. And I just want people to understand what's going on. Now, I want to say like many children of narcissists, even realizing that, you know, your mom or dad's ill treatment was, you know, because if they were unlovable, it has nothing to do with you. You just have to recognize it and start to work on yourself. 
This is one thing I wrote down about empathy, the ability of a narcissist to love another in a relatively unselfish way depends largely on two factors. And this is what uh, this doctor says, says um, an ability to feel some empathy coupled with a willingness to do the work necessary to look at your own or his or her own faults is an extremely difficult place to be if you are a narcissist. And I, this is about, you know, can a narcissist truly love somebody? My feeling is if you've been damaged like that when you're young and you don't want to work on yourself, then no. But if you really do want to work on yourself, yes, you can change it. I believe I changed the pattern in my family. My kids are not narcissistic because I stopped the pattern. My other sisters, her kids are narcissistic. So it's just because the pattern wasn't stopped. So you have, and it can be a guy, not just a girl. I just happen to be talking about, you know, sisters. It can be brothers. Okay. So, and they even bring up, and this is true, you know, the way things are right now, you know, the parents they were talking about who considered the recent college admission scandal were the wealthy parents who alleged who allegedly paid for illegal schemes such as falsified athletic records to get their kids um, into certain colleges. That's totally narcissistic to do stuff like that. You know, Deborah Burns, the author of Saturday's Child, it's a memoir about growing up with a narcissistic mother, says, on one level, my extraordinarily beautiful mother was adventurous and glamorous, clever and fun. But every friend of mine thought I had the best mother when we were together. I basked in her presence and longed for more of those moments. But on another level, she was distant and removed from my day-to-day -day care. And I never felt it was an, I was her priority or fully loved. And that's truly how I felt too, growing up. And even trying to talk to my mom. But I don't blame her. I think she didn't have the capacity. You know, and it comes from being in the generation before where they didn't have the capacity, so it wasn't passed down. It's really crazy. But if we start to recognize these things, we can start educating ourselves about narcissism and we can start to set healthy boundaries and not how these things happen. Now, I just want to say um, there are also some really cool movies you can watch if you're interested. Um, I don't know, that kind of make you just think. So one of them is The Devil Wears Prada. Meryl Streep played that part. And that's a definite narcissist. You can see that if you kind of want to get a feel. Mad Men, um, suburban mom Betty Draper, um, played by January Jones. That's another one. Um, a 2008 film, Arrested Development, Rachel's Getting Married, Mother Played by Deborah Winger. That's another one you might want to check out. I just thought, you know, if you want to see some movies where you could see narcissistic behavior to truly understand it. Sometimes when you see a movie, you know, then you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, the little light goes on and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, what do you do if your mom is narcissist or if your husband is a narcissist? So let's talk about that a little bit. First of all. I'm just going to tell you what I did and I'll always put myself out there. Then you guys can do it. You guys feel comfortable with, but you know, I tried to work with my mom and she just, mm -mm, she was a narcissist. So it got to the point where I would just send, you know, presents on holidays and I didn't call very much because it was always a bad situation and it was affecting me energetically and would affect my moods. And so I just really didn't talk to her very much at all. And that's sad, but that's 
I had to stay away from her because it affected me too much. Okay. And being an empath, I just want you to know this when you're an empath and someone, you know, is just totally a nasty narcissist. It really does mess with you and it can screw you up for a couple of days or a week or even more. So, I mean, there is, there are a lot of times where you just can't have contact with them. You know, if you want to get healthy and you want to be okay. And unfortunately that's something I had to do. I have talked to a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of men, even too, who've had narcissistic wives goes both ways. That's what you guys to know that there's narcissistic women and there's narcissistic men. Now I've talked to both sides of the coin, you know, been people who've been in these relationships, myself included. And, um, you, in my mind, this is just me. I'm not a doctor, but I've been through it and I can't change people. They have to want to change themselves. But you got to save yourself, right? Because narcissistic people will bring you down. And you don't want to be in a relationship. To me, it's a relationship that's not real because it's all superficial. It's all how it looks, not really how it is. And that's not what love is. Love is really caring about somebody no matter what, not what it looks like, or not what you buy them or any of that. It's really caring about the person on the inside the soul, you know, and we've gotten so far away from that. And that's why I think there's just so many narcissistic people, the materialistic aspect of our world. And, you know, the look at me, I'm the best, you know, and we've forgotten about compassion for each other. And now we have all these narcissistic people and it's just crazy. So the best thing I can say, and the reason I did the show and talked about it and went through some of these different aspects with you is because I want you to recognize it. And you don't like be angry at these people. You just don't have to hang out with them. And you can also feel bad for them because they don't recognize it and they have to figure it out for themselves in order to get help. And they really do. And because you're not going to tell a narcissist that they're, that they are one, <laughs> this is not going to work out. So you can say a prayer which is what I learned to do. You can forgive, you know, it took me a long time to forgive. And, you know, my mom, um, you know, different people who have been narcissistic in my life and being an empath, it took me years to realize why I was attracted to narcissists because I grew up with one. And then of course, you know, you got to work all that out and it's just a process, but I want people to understand that it's, there's nothing wrong with you. If you married a narcissist, you just didn't see it. They're very manipulative people. They're out for themselves. And you provide them something. It's either your energy, okay, your good energy that they're drawing from, which is what happened in my case. Um, he was drawing on my energy because I'm a very light individual, okay? And I'm a very nice, kind individual. So I was the perfect, you know, person to pump somebody else up. But the minute I started doing stuff for myself, then of course, you know, they find somebody else to pump them up. And then you realize, and that's really hurtful. You know, and there's been a lot of broken hearts over being married to narcissists. I will tell you that because you think they're okay. You don't realize until you're like way into it that this person just doesn't have the capacity to love. 
And so unless, again, I'm back to, unless they really want to work on themselves, I don't believe, doc, I, I'm going to go with Dr. Phil. I don't believe you can fix a narcissist. I believe they have to fix themselves and it's something they have to do on the inside and it's a lot of work. Um, I do believe that we can recognize it. And if we've been in a narcissistic relationship, we can prevent ourselves from being in another one. I also believe that growing up with narcissistic parents, you do have the ability to recognize it, love your parents for who they are. They did the best they could and don't do the same thing. Don't carry on that pattern. Break the cycle. I think that's the biggest thing I want to say today. Break the cycle and don't be hard on yourself if you've gotten yourself into one of these relationships because it's very easy to do. It has nothing to do with being smart. It has nothing to do with being you know, a loving person. It's just how life seems to be these days. There's a lot of narcissistic people on the planet. So hopefully I helped you guys out today and explained what narcissistic behavior is. I'll probably have somebody on my show pretty soon who is a PhD that can talk about it. But I'll tell you what, I pretty much know firsthand what it's like. And it's really difficult. And it's not been an easy road. But I will say this. I'm a better person for it. You know, somebody said to me once, and I'll tell you, I'll leave you with this. You need to thank your mom because she taught you how not to be. And I thought about that. And that's true. My mom taught me how to be different. And so God bless her for that. And, uh, you know, all the other narcissistic, crazy people in my life, I've learned a lot. Now I can maybe help you. So anyway, that's it for today. If you guys are interested in an angel reading or if you want a coaching session with me, go to my website, nancyyourout.com, book your date and time. If you have questions or you want to leave me messages, go for it. If you want to email me, nancyyourout at gmail.com. All right, guys, this is Nancy Yourout. This is High Road to Humanity. And I will see you next time. Everybody take care and God bless.